Hi, Allegra. How are you today? Hi, Michelle. Great to see you. I'm so delighted to invite you and that you said yes to come on to the segment of Opportunity Knocks. Oh, and um, I want to introduce you, but in addition, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. But let me tell our audience just a little bit about what Opportunity Knocks is. It's a segment that airs every week where we feature a different female entrepreneur. And the reason why I started this segment was truly to provide women with the thought process that opportunities do exist. So I think often as women, we get caught in our head and we decide that our idea is not good enough or we choose not to move forward. And I wanted other women to be given hope that opportunities exist. It's how we create, how we take, how we evaluate and how we make opportunities. And so it's all different types of women. And we're lucky enough to be joined today by Allegra Witchdale, who owns and is the founder of Tessa James Collection, which is a clothing company, but it was inspired by her daughter and also her grandmother, correct? My, my mother. My mother, yes. <laughs> Yes, I was yes. forgetting. No. So, um, but what I'd love for us to do is first just start by you telling them a little bit about yourself and your company and how you came to be. Oh, James Collection. Thanks for that fabulous introduction, Michelle. <laughs> and I'm so impressed with this whole format and what you're uh, aspiring to do with it. I think it's a brilliant idea. And as a small business owner, um, it is so wonderful to have it and to learn from it and learn from others. Um, But my my story simply begins with Tessa James, um, truly inspired by my mother. Um, She and I had a remarkably close um, relationship and friendship as I became older, a legitimate friendship. And um, she was sadly stricken with ALS way too soon in her life and, when she died, I sort of reevaluated what I wanted to do with my life. I was an attorney at the time practicing and um, wanted to honor her spirit, but not be steeped in the sadness um, that surrounded her exit from this world. It was not her story. She was a beautiful, um, brilliant, stylish woman. And um, I wanted to bring that to the forefront to my memories and to the world's memories. Um, beautiful way of honoring that sounds grandiose to the world's memories but I yes I just wanted to capture no I think it's important and I I I think it's beautiful that that's part of the story of its origin it it is and I had stumbled upon a photograph of the two of us in um, Back Bay where I grew up in Boston and it sort of captured us she just and I thought this is it I'm going to create a clothing line that reflects how she dressed me as a little girl, pieces that my own daughter wore uh, when she was little because my mom packed them away and saved them for when I had a daughter, which is remarkable foresight. (laughs) So Tessa did wear these dresses and loved them and she called them her kindergarten dresses when she went off to school. Mm. And I thought this is a, a, a concrete example of the values we pass from mothers to daughters from generation to generation it's just clothing it's superficial and frivolous but behind it sits all the love and the care and um the 
the hope that we want to keep these connections going and that they're meaningful. And yeah, well, um, it's also a mark of like a mark of our our presence, our, our image, like how do we present ourselves to the outside world? Yeah. And as a mother, especially in those days, um, our mothers very much cared about the way we looked and the way our hair was and, you know. Absolutely. And yes. I understand that. I kind of miss those traditions. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing, our, our clothing is sort of, devoted to keeping little girls as little girls. We're, we're focused right now on um, babies through maybe age eight, size eight, maybe squeezing out a 10 here and there in some designs, because I think we all know, I, I'm the mother of a teenager now, 14, and um, crop tops come really fast and they all wanna wear what's current and fashionable and whatever you think about that, that's up to you. It's a losing battle if you don't want it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to dress our little girls as long as we can and, and sort of celebrate childhood. And um, that's what we aim to do with our designs as well. And that they're, they're very clean and fresh and um, timeless is the goal. So when did you launch? What year? Well, two, officially in, in this capacity as Tessa James, it's a two-year line. Okay. I sort of grumbled around for a for some time before that, finding our footing under a different name, um, not uh, sort of getting our feet wet with it. And then um, re relaunched as Tessa James and that's a, this is where we are now. So it's two years into the new line. Okay. And so in which case, you know, seeing it and, and obviously going through those growth stages and and things like that. And, and as we know, brands continue to evolve. Is yeah. that, that's part of life is that we just consistently go through transitions and that's how we learn. So is it only dresses? No, um, <laughs> we have subtle variations. There are skirts. I like there, it. There I didn't know you had skirts, see? Yes, we have skirts. We have t-shirts. We have a little pant like a Capri set, which is inspired by Audrey Hepburn. Mm, so um, cute. And we have a, in our baby line, onesies, rompers, um, little diaper cover shorts. And uh, we're, at, we're adding uh, significantly more in the next couple of months. But one of our favorite, my favorite products are the Mommy and Me robes. Um, mm. Are named and after Valentine's Day is coming up. What is that? Oh, they're perfect. And I'm going to get mine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I can't so wait. You can get one for yourself, your mother, your grandmother, your friend, or you can match with your kid if you have one or not match. It doesn't matter. It's really for any woman that loves a robe. Mm, or I love that. I love that. So, so tell me, you know, when we look back and you mentioned that you were a practicing lawyer. In fact, actually, I didn't know that. I learned something about you. <laughs> Um, I thought you, I knew you went to law school and everything, but I thought, oh, you went to law school and then perhaps didn't actually practice. So what was that transition like? So your mom, you know, gets ill and passes. And did you take time in between the inception of Tessa James and also being a lawyer or how did this, tell me the series of transitions. So I understand. Um. It was all uh, a, 
it sort of coalesced together. I, I, when she died, I was back, I was thinking about segueing into a different kind of law. I was in something called legal malpractice. So I was in a boutique law firm and uh, representing other lawyers, um, defending other lawyers. And I loved the practice, but truthfully litigation was um, too hard to maintain the family life that I wanted to have. Mm -hmm. I, um, again, I came to this late in life because I had been an actress for 10 years after graduating from college and I lost- I totally see that. I can see the actress, I don't see the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people didn't. They're like, are you aware that's kind of hard to go from acting to law school at whatever, 30 years old? Yeah. And uh, it's true. Like, I, mean, I got this. I know, I, I think I longed for um, the, a more normal life um, after acting and I truly am an academic at heart and I needed that feeding my brain and I wanted to do something immediately constructive and that I had autonomy over and law was a perfect solution for that. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but the life was not how I envisioned um, for the future. It just, again, it was a schedule I just didn't- Didn't want didn't to keep. It made me feel sick. I was incredibly, incredibly anxious every day in that practice and feeling, um, like this isn't something sustainable for my personality. Yeah. Well, most, you know, being a co most lawyers are, are not that happy in their jobs in general. Right. right? And yeah. um, it's interesting because it was one of the things that came up for me that, um, you know, like when you do those career profiles um, that I would be a good lawyer and I was like, Oh no, it would take away my soul. You know, I, yes. I, I think I would enjoy the research component of it probably, um, but I can understand why, particularly with a family, I think you bring up a really good point is, you know, for women that are looking for opportunity, they have to choose, how does this affect my family life? And um, it sounds like being a lawyer wasn't something that would serve you. Not ultimately. And plus, I love to be creative and I love clothes too much. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So did you have any fashion um, background prior to Tessa James' collection? Not formally at all. I am a fashion fan. My mother and I devoured fashion magazines and W, I don't, is that something yeah. you're familiar with? Um, I'm familiar, but I don't know about our viewers. <laughs> no, but decades ago, W was like a new it was huge. Yeah. yeah. And you'd see every season was reduced to these little tiny pictures of the models coming down the runway. And you sort of looked at all the different outfits. This is pre-internet everything, you know, and um, it, it was just my Bible. <laughs> exactly. And it was in my DNA, truly, because my mother adored it. And um, as did my grandmother. So um, it was something I always noticed, I appreciated, I cared about. And in fact, I met my partner through high fashion. Um, and she had come up with great designers working in their ateliers. And she also had a, a formal wedding gown collection that she designed and founded. And that, um, also that chapter of her life closed for various different reasons. And we met just as that was happening. And she was so excited to take on this project. Mm. 
That's amazing. So she comes at comes at the close with an eye for structure and uh, manufacturing and quality control. And that's what um, we complement each other so well, because I have ideas, but I can't sketch them. And execute them. Yeah. And ex- You're a creative director. At times, yes, absolutely. Well, I yes, also have too, but I, we, share, we share so much of the creative. Yes, um, tell me, because you bring up a really good point. I think you're the first person that I've interviewed since March when this started that has a partner. So I think that this brings up a really good point around collaborating with a partner. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're choosing to go into entrepreneurship, how you go about not only just finding the right partner, but also like what it means to be in partnership. Yes. It is complicated. Um, you hear of many partnerships souring mm-hmm. and things going wrong. And I can say that we came, we met completely as strangers. And at this point now we are, we have a deep friendship mm-hmm. and the business element has had its ups and downs mm-hmm. um, to get used to each other. I'm incredibly um, exacting and to it frustrating to it probably most and I can be very annoying because I'm so specific you know and um, what makes I, you I, what you do <laughs> what? I, I tend to go from zero to 60 in uh, frustration uh, uh, so you have to deal with me mm-hmm. and in token I have to deal with her style but now we get it and we, we bumped along and it's, and we appreciate that in the other because we know we're working for the same goal. So did you know in the beginning that, so for example, you know, a lot of people when they choose to go into business, they're not calling them a partner yet. They may say, oh, let's just, you know, see how this goes and kind of flow. Or did you truly choose to go into partnership from the beginning? from the very beginning. We drew up a memorandum of understanding. It was specifically outlined. Uh, I, being a lawyer, wanted to protect the situation and um, for both of us, but ultimately this was my baby and I didn't want um, anything to go wrong with it. So I had a gut feeling about her as she did with the project. I responded to her enthusiasm. I knew it was heartfelt and it's proved to be true. Uh, it's, it's as important to her as it is to me. Mm, and I love that. I love it too. It really, yeah. It's come a long, long way. Yeah. So. so tell me, what would you say to a woman who has an idea, but hasn't stepped in yet? And you know, oh. you kind of made a really good point earlier that you chose to be a lawyer at 30 years old when most people are like, either looking to exit law at that point, (laughs) or they're actually built, really building their career toward um, partnership. Right. So you've been through it. So what would you say to somebody who, you know, they're over 30 and they think that their timing is over? Michelle, I love this question. It's my favorite thing to, to answer. I am such a firm believer in in change and, and going for it. And it's never too late. Um, 
we're so lucky in this life to have so many opportunities as women. They, the, the rules have loosened so incredibly. Um, the expectations have loosened. Our independence is, is just astounding. These, um, it's come so far, um, even this is so special on this day where we see a vice president who's a woman. Yes. Uh, and uh, if, if you feel the impulse and, and it's, and you can support it in with, with sort of the work and fat, like there's enough underpinning that it's not just a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. Absolutely go for it. And, and you will feel younger at each turn. It keeps you, it keeps you young. It keeps your mind fresh. It keeps your um, friendships evolving. It, you meet new people, your world expands. Mm -hmm. And that's been one of the blessings of work for me. Um, I just, I'm meeting such interesting people that I didn't think you know, was still in the cards. As, as, as an older woman, you think you have your friendships. You're older, <laughs> you look so young. It must be the actress in you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> exactly. Somehow she learned how to keep it on. It's the Vaseline that's across this lens here. <laughs> no, it's beauty camera. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, that's hysterical. So what would you say like the greatest thing you've learned in these last, because it's been probably about four years from start to finish. Yeah. Like, yes. But yeah, but like two years of this new collection. Right, right. What's the greatest learning? Never presume, um, always double check. Mm. If you communicated something clearly or you think someone's got the memo, understands what you mean to say, double check, go over it. Mm. Make sure um, that everyone's on the same page because with clothing, for example, there can be a small mistake can lead to a huge mistake. And suddenly you have a delivery that's unusable mm -hmm. um, sitting in your storage. Um, so that's like a, a technical thing I would, I would say that you really um, make sure you have been very specific here mm -hmm. and it as best as you can. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that especially when you're moving so fast yes. and you're on deadline, it's very easy. And I would have to say, I agree with you because I tend to, you can't make assumptions, right? right. You can't right. make assumptions because if you make assumptions and then there's a large error, there's nobody to blame but yourself. Exactly. The buck stops with you. Mm -hmm. So um, make sure you have communicated. I, I'd say the other thing is um, the joy of succeeding. Mm -hmm. that if you work hard enough and you take step after step and just every day do something towards your goal, you will get there. And it may be four years, it may be eight years, it may be three years, but it will happen. And there's just at a certain point, um, you will start to feel it. You'll, you'll feel that um, grease. Momentum. Yeah, I agree with you because I think it's, and I think it's also important to stay in your own lane. Yeah, so, so good. Because yes. I think the thing is, is about in your case, for example, because you're in a very dynamic industry, uh, ever evolving, always changing, very on trend. And it's easy to be comparing 
Mm. The nice part in some ways in your case, you really are in a niche like market of a larger market and a niche that unfortunately has a demand, but people can't always find you. Right. Yes. You can't compare in, in anything in life. You have to keep your blinders on and stay focused on your path um, and not feel um, maybe stymied by others success. Never, never take someone else's success as a reflection of you're not doing as well. There's room for everybody. Right. And um, just, yeah, to stay resolute in that, like you have something to say and there will be a place for it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. That's such great guidance. And I think that so many women out there need to hear that because so often they're compare making comparisons or judgments, not only of others, but of themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I'm sure like we were saying on this historic day of a woman taking office for vice president, like so many things, so many people could say things about her situation, but she probably didn't stop either. Yes. She stayed resolute. So it's, that's beautiful that they've heard. Yes. Yes. So I wanted to ask you just a few more questions because I know we want to be respectful of, of your time, but you know, this is such a uh, special project near and dear to your heart with purpose, like real purpose of why you wanted to bring it forward. My question for you is what would you want to tell your mom today if she was still here to share this with her? I would, I think she would just know how much I love her. Mm. I think it would speak for itself. I think she would be so happy that I found something that gives me joy. Mm. It is meaningful work um, to me and that it's, um, something that I do with an eye to my daughter as well, that it's, there's nothing more poignant than being a mother, um, having been so well mothered and wanting to continue mothering in the same way and hopefully even bring more to it um, from, from the lessons you have learned. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a privilege to show my daughter uh, that I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and carving my own way and that she can see that and hopefully take that message to heart when she comes to a point in her life that she goes forth and leaves me. <laughs> never, never. She's a girl. Come on, it's cliche. She'll never leave. Um, she's not allowed to ever leave or get married. But um, I, I think that's a really extraordinary question, Michelle. And I just, I think she would feel that she had done her job. Mm. Well, you know, I, I, I can only imagine not ever having met your mother, uh, but just knowing just this much about your family, how remarkable she must have been as a mom to instill such amazing values 
that you're bringing this special gift forward. Because it really is like, it's not just, it makes me tear up, but it's not just <laughs> clothing. No. Because I feel the same way. I had very difficult time finding clothes that were representative of my childhood or what I, what mm -hmm. I wanted to impart to my own children. Mm -hmm. And um, like it's quality. You know, yes. First of all, we said it was purpose, but it's quality, it's beauty, it's timeless. Yes. It's childhood. It's it, it represents a true childhood. What a girl might want to reflect and represent. Yes. And not to um, jump on the, the, the PC bandwagon, really, but, but it, you it, it is <laughs> important that we aren't just buying stuff and chucking it. Mm -hmm. we, we have a responsibility to buy, buy fewer things, buy better things, pass them down, give them on to cousins, and our dresses will do that. They will last. Yes, they're amazing. Um, yeah, and they, you can, you know, put them away and then unveil them again with your own granddaughter. <laughs> I love that. Oh. I actually see... Rushing. interesting like um photography that you could do or uh video ah. you could do where it's actually showing that the emotional connection uh through the uh generations like generational yeah it's funny it's i just found a box that my sister gave me of like all these dresses of mine that my mom ah. had left for me and you're right the quality is just it's like a whole other level it's a whole other level. And you attach so much to those things. Yes. It's just the memories. It's, it's like Proust Madeleine, you know, it just. I love that dress. Oh my God. I wore it here. Yes. You know, yes. You, know you wore it. Exactly. 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 I agree. So before we get off, I want to make sure if there's anything specific that you'd like to share with the audience beyond your Instagram and where to shop. But if there's anything more specific about like a collection that you have coming out or somewhere where they can find you beyond just um, your website. Oh, first you okay. could share your website and your Instagram too. Sure. Yeah, I will. Well, we do have an online boutique at tessajamescollection.com mm -hmm. and Instagram at, at tessajamescollection. Um, and please follow us. We are hungry for followers. <laughs> um, love it. And uh, we're also currently on a platform called Maisonette, which is a wonderful one-stop shopping for all things childhood, from clothing to beautifully curated toys and very cutting edge new brands are always being represented there. So it's been, a, I've, we've been with them since the inception and they have been terrific. And I, I can really recommend them as a shopping or a one-stop shopping place for anything you might want as in terms of gifts and other clothes for boys. Good to Don't know. Have. Yeah, because yeah. it's hard to find actually that age group and demographic to purchase much, other than they, like Bloomingdale's or. Right. Mm. And right pandemic, it's everything you need at your fingertips um, without having to go anywhere. Uh, we are in a few small boutiques, sadly, um, with the pandemic, a lot closed um, on the East Coast. So that was heartbreaking because um, we were just starting to spread our reach in terms of boutiques but um, you know it's it's a steady it's steady growth online and that's what we're really 
where we are really focusing truthfully. Um, that's sort of the-, the main things that came out of the pandemic for everybody was making sure that your e-commerce platform's solid yeah. or that you yeah. have one, right? So, Absolutely. and that's what's amazing. I will say, oh, by the way, another thing people, people, which is, is that um, she has amazing masks. Honestly, like the most on-trend chic mask that you'll ever oh. wear. So that we are so, so thrilled about the masks because it started out truly, um, we were donating to hospitals and frontline workers uh, using offcuts of our Liberty fabric, which is sort of our signature fabric in the collection. And it was by donation only. And uh, we were using it to support our sewers here in Los Angeles. All the profits went straight to hit them. And it just word of mouth, it grew and grew through Instagram. And now it's a, a real product on our website, which is they're amazing. Really exciting. And we're getting mask chains soon to go with that. Good, because I need so, one. And they're going to be um, quite, quite cool with little, I won't give it away, but cute little sayings on one side and you can personalize them as well. Well, you know, I like that. I love that. I love a good monogram or a good yeah, name. I love a good monogram. Yeah. Yeah. And our ro- we have a new pairing of robes in new materials right now, which is they're flying out. It's very exciting to see. Go to the website just after we get off the call. Oops, where'd you go? You just <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of people are using them as beach cover-ups now in different climes. So that's oh, you know really what cool. I saw that I thought that was super chic idea as well. Yes, yes, yeah. So um, I just really want to thank you for coming on and sharing with our viewers. Just everybody's experience is so different. And I love what comes out of these interviews because each person has a gift to inspire another. So thank you for your time. And um, I'm super grateful. Oh, of course, as am I, Michelle. Thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna stop our recording.